know. You don't know, squad. We actually we did a two-hour podcast with one of our coaches, and we lost the audio 20 minutes, and we had no idea. <laughs> and we never re-recorded. <laughs> we have to get Matt back on. What? Uh, nothing. I'm just turning up. We're good. Incredibly loud. Yeah, it's because your headphones. We're good. We're good. Episode yeah. 19. Yeah, go ahead. We ready? We're good. Hey guys, it's Fred Dorman from uh, You Don't Know Squat, episode 19. Co-hosted today with my pal Zach. Say hello, Zach. Hello, Zach. And welcome back, Mr. Casey Cant. Hey, <sighs> Fred, Zach. Good to see you guys. How was Florida? Florida was. Florida was rainy. Florida was very rainy. Uh, temperatures mid to high 70s, but maybe 20 minutes of sun. Yeah. That was about it. it was At least you got to go to Florida. Yeah, it was good. You're down there seeing family, right? Good to see mom and dad, sister. Yep, everybody's doing Does mom well. and dad live there now? They live there in the winter. Yeah, still have their house. Snowbirds. Here. Snowbirds. Gotcha. Yeah, both retired. So, uh, actually, saw my grandmother, too. She's 99. It was her oh. 100th Christmas. So That's so crazy. It was good to see her, too, as well. So, it's good to be back with you guys, though. Can't say I'm as excited as you. About... My grandmother's 100th <laughs> Christmas? No, you no, be, you'd be, you'd be I was very excited. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah, I heard you guys were talking about me on uh, the last one. So, Zach, would you like to introduce our guest today? <laughs> no, it's on you. You're the... I don't know. So, we got, Tina, do so we got Tina Kuntzbeck. Uh Tina is the uh, owner of ProCare Gym out in Roaring Spring. It's Roaring Spring, not Martinsburg. Correct. Roaring, Roaring Spring. Um, and Tina is somebody who I have a lot of interest in because she's a triathlete and... I want to I want to learn about that because I don't know to what I mean. You're sponsored and all that kind of stuff through Triumph. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that. Cool. Know that we'll get into that. Listen, let me tell you something. There's a lot. That, she says she doesn't have much to say, but there's a lot to ask. Yes, for sure. Um, but anyway, welcome to the podcast, Tina Koonsbeck. Hi, Tina. Hi. Thank you very much for having me. So, have you ever done a podcast before? You said you have. I have. I've yeah. done one more before. Well, a triathlon we're, one. We're about to uh, blow your mind. <laughs> there's there's tens of people listening to this. <laughs> tens? N- yeah, tens. Yeah. Okay. Tens. We're give not or, give or take. We're <laughs> not live, so we can. If there's anything that you need to add or take out, we okay. can post post production. So, um, I'm really excited for two reasons. One, I get to talk to another gym owner today, which I always love doing, bouncing ideas off of each other, and then two. Um, from a training standpoint, um, I've never worked with a triathlete, so I'm really interested to kind of learn more about what goes into all of that because I know what the sport is, but just kind of how, how you have to kind of break that training up and then the rehab aspect of it and going through a crash Correct. and then right. kind of prepping prepping for the next one. So I'm really, really excited to have you today. So Thank you. from a medical standpoint, there, there are some athletes that I cannot stand training. Uh, those are endurance athletes. Um, because Why is that? They're all I like nuts. that she laughed. They're I'm all sure nuts. that's not the first but time they're also, you said that to her. they're also my favorite people to train because if I said, you know what, Tina, that shoulder that hurts, it's to get it better, that brick wall there, and you need to run through it, I'd come back here on Monday and she'd still be trying to run through <laughs> yeah. the wall. That's just the way, that, that's the way they're all wired. He's but if you tell us to stop doing something, we do not stop. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a disaster. It sounds like half our membership. <laughs> that's what cross, CrossFit endurance athletes. So yep. Yep. There's, a, there's, a lot, uh, there's a lot in common here for sure. So one of the things <laughs> I wanted to start off with is just kind of like a backstory. Um, you're from the area, correct? I'm from Altoona. You are from Altoona. Right. Did you, uh, what sports did you play growing up? 
I played basketball pretty much from... Because you're not short, so I would assume no. volleyball or basketball. How tall basketball. are you? About 5'10". 5'10". Yeah. Um, I played basketball from grade school up through college. Where'd so you go I played to college? for Altoona, and then I played for Clarion University. Oh, yes. cool. Right. We have a football player that's at Clarion right now. Jake? Yeah, were you, stereo- were you a stereotypical post player, or were you... I was a small forward. Small forward, okay. And I got I got my butt kicked when I moved to college. I was m- more on the floor than I probably was standing. Because you're 5'10". Right. But Whereas then I had to gain like 30 pounds right. to not be on the floor. Yeah, when, you get to, when you get to PSAC basketball. It's a good brand of basketball. It is. Brand. Yeah, yeah. When you get there, they might have some girls that are like 6'3". Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 6'4". It was tough. Is yeah. Clarence Division 2? Two. Two. Yeah. Division 2. They played Edinburgh. I went to Edinburgh. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I knew Clarence very well. Yeah. So, do you know uh, Dom Fricella? Mm-hmm. Dom Fricella is in her shoes. J- Dom Fricella was a center at Holidaysburg. Do you know Dom? I don't think. 6'4". I don't know. I don't, he's, he was a, yeah, he's 6'4", uh, thin guy, and he went to Penn State Altoona to play basketball, and they said, hey, we're going to play at center. And he's kind of like... Not as he like. There's six four wings, you know. There's six four threes and twos, and mm-hmm. he's playing a five. And the guy that he competes against is six foot eight. So he just like he'll come in here and like to work out and stuff, and just tell me like, oh my goodness, yeah, I'm so sore up and down the court. But I'm sure that's mm-hmm. similar what it was for you, which is so playing basketball. When did you start getting into endurance sports? It was probably the year. I mean, I rode bikes. In the off season, whenever I was a coach, probably wouldn't have liked that. But um, in the summer times, I would just ride bikes. Who was your coach? Because I couldn't. Guy Parsons. She's no longer the coach now. How about at Altoona? Uh, Art Tannehill. Art Tannehill. So he w- he would have <laughs> hated you riding bikes. He couldn't <laughs> yeah. do anything. Yeah. I, w- I was not allowed to do track. Really? Well, I'll you can't so get away with that now. So oh, I was so mad whenever I f- wasn't able to do track. And then like the year after I graduated... They were able to do Would it. Would you have been a distant runner or a jumper She'd in high school? Jumper. Jumper. Yeah, for hurdles. Sure. Like a 400. Or yeah. So we had, uh, I think it was, I was in element, not element, I was in junior high school and Art Tannehill came back and coached the boys. Yes. And he came with the same mentality. That, yeah. And it's tough. It's tough. I mean, whenever I was there, my football coach would not let us play basketball. My biggest pet, my biggest regret was that I didn't play basketball in high school. Um, and now it's kind of cool because all of the big Division One sports are putting out all this data saying that the best Division One athletes are multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. Should um, be. They should right. be. I just had a long conversation today at that meeting uh, this morning that I was at about that exact same subject. Mm-hmm. I had multiple parents like, should my son or daughter still do this? I'm like, yes. Yes. Are, d- are they getting looks for football for Division One scholarship or Division Two? They said, no, not yet. And I said, then no. They should still be playing as many yep. sports as they can. Right. Yeah, and and not to get sidetracked here, but I always talk to my endurance athletes like Tina and whatnot. And uh, if you do the same damn thing every single day, so I go out and I'm going to run six miles. I I had a patient one time and he ran six days a week, six miles a day, never veered from it, six miles every <sighs> time in and out. Never did more, never did less. Never did more, never never cross trained. Talk believe about it or accommodating. Not, believe it or not, he had patellar tendonitis. He nice. had bad knee pain. He had like it was just. This was not Casey Cantz. No, no. <laughs> I do have right. knee pain. <laughs> That's because you're old. <laughs> that too, yeah. But um, so I think playing multiple sports is the same idea. Right. So you go from football 
being a running back and catching ball and cutting to basketball and having the endurance aspect to track and maybe being a discus throw where you're spinning in a circle and it just trains your body's much more able to adapt to the changing intensities and, and whatnot. But anyway, endurance sports. Right? Right. So don't let me talk because I will. Um, <laughs> and that's what I love about triathlons. Yeah. So she's a triathlete. Yes. Triathlete. Sorry. Explain that for people that might not know what that is. Like Casey. Sure. So um, triathlons <laughs> obviously involve, well, not obvious, for those that don't know, but um, involve swimming, biking, and running. And um, I used to, I went from playing basketball to cycling. I actually was a professional cyclist for about six, no, no more, about seven, eight years. And then. Wait, question. How, so. Yeah, how did I go from ba- basketball no, no, to. <laughs> no, like. What's the process to become a professional bike? Like, you can't do it locally, can you? Or are you on, like, a team that's, like, national? Like, how's that work? very complicated, especially for women. We don't have a professional license. There's still five categories, as far as I know. Really? Whenever I raced, whenever there's five categories, category five being the lowest, like, when you just start out, Mm -hmm. you have to do so many races in order to move up to, like, a four, three, two, and one. Whenever you got to a category one, then you were basically considered a, a pro in a women's. Is there? And then if you, you had to have like a race for a cycling team. Okay, so, so it was basically a lot of schmoozing and finding teams like to like, like jump you're on. Basically, selling yourself to kind of exactly. get that. Okay, yeah. So you'd have to, you'd you'd wear a certain sweater, like certain shirt for that, like you certain have, sponsors, yeah, and then certain kit that okay. had sponsors' names. And those races were for money. Like, could yes, you win money? But very little. Very little. Whenever I raced. Whenever I decided to just race full-time, I was not making hardly any money. Mm-hmm. And um, prize money, I mean, you pretty much would share between, like, your team. So you'd have, like, six people on your team and yeah. share, like, 100 bucks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. And you worked your ass off to, yeah, like, it, it's crazy to, to me. get that 100 bucks. I hate, I hate seeing that that's still, like, a thing because the uh, USA Women's Hockey just, uh, they threatened to boycott the Olympics if they didn't get the same money that the men's team was getting which i think they should 100 percent should i, I same can't effort, believe same time. i can't right, believe it's absolutely. even an argument like right. it's it, it's mind-boggling to me and um it's it's crazy to me that that's kind of what you mm-hmm. had to deal with and it you was still love it though because obviously right. you, you love the sport right you're, you're but i could only do it for so long because right. i had to eventually i mean i deferred my student loans for enough years i had to go back to paying bills and right you know fortunately adulting adulting and and fortunately like the i mean we got to a point long story short it got to a point where um, we actually had our own cycling team just because it was hard to find a team. Was that based out at, like locally? It was based, I guess, technically Seattle because that was who our... So uh, nowhere near so here. No. Our, <laughs> so no. That's who our sponsor far away as well. was okay. mainly but from were you, Seattle. Were you living here? I was living here. So I right. just... Um, just kind of geographically, there was uh, a member of ours... Seattle's the whole way to the left. I know where top, Seattle's at. Top left. But he just did a race in Florida... Uh, I think it was like a hundred miler or something like that. I, I might be it might be in a fifty miler, but oh, he said George. No, it wasn't George. That's the the MS ride. Oh, okay. But he uh, he was saying how like he would go down there and these there'd be like these little hills and people were like dying on these hills and they're like, how are you so good at it? He's like, I live in the mountains. Right. So do you see? Was there a benefit of you training in Here. this region Absolutely. versus other? Absolutely. When I first decided to race full time. 
I thought about possibly moving to Colorado because that was like the mecca, and I think it yeah. still kind of is. Cause yeah. A lot of athletes live there. I was just out there. It is crazy how active. Yeah, everybody that that area is. Active. Yeah, but it's um really um, cycling here is amazing. I mean, it's you've got your rolling rolling hills, you've got your mountains, you've got pl- plus living here. Um, I could drive to races. If I yeah. would have moved to Colorado, I would have to fly everywhere. Because, I mean, there are some races, like, right in areas of Colorado. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, like, the big races you would have to fly to. Did you ever do the Tour de Tuna? I did. I did it pretty much every year I raced. So I probably did it, like, seven, eight years. Why'd they get rid of it? Do you know? I I remember somebody had told <laughs> me it previously. Was like an accumulation of things. Okay. Lost, so it wasn't just, like, one acute. And yeah. And I think. Um, yeah. And just. um because there's a lot of things happen. We've been looking at doing something downtown out too, you know, like some sort of event. And uh, there's a lot of hoops and hurdles you kind of have to go through the, a lot. to get that done. And that was, um, that race was huge. Yeah, but I remember. Huge for women. I mean, it was huge. not only huge for men as well, but it was. It was big for the area too. Really big for the area. It was good and, for the um, area. It was to have a race that um, had the same amount of prize money for the females as the males. It was that that was very rare. And so you had Olympic athletes. I was gonna say you're gonna get higher level oh, athletes. Oh absolutely. I yeah. mean it was people would come from all over. Yeah. We just had a weightlifting yeah. event that we gave out cash for and it was the same male and female and just doing that we got higher level lifters. Right. So so, so did you ever win the tour de tuna? <laughs> no. Those are to is finish that a y- initially to finish it because it was such not many Races were at that level, like six days of a lot of miles. What is the course? Just around Altoona? There were, yeah. Oh, yeah. you weren't here well, for Tour de Tuna. Um, oh, yeah, you wouldn't have been here. Johnstown. It was huge. Yeah. yeah, Johnstown, Martinsburg had a stage. Okay. Caldeisburg had a stage. And then there was one all through Altoona. It was like 90-some miles. Wow. And then the last stage was downtown Criterium, which was just like hell because your legs were just screaming by that point because you did a long stage race and then you're tired from the days before and then you had to pretty much just go balls the wall for 30 miles and sharp turns so you're like sprinting slamming on your brakes and then it was it was a tough tough race but it was a very they did a was it well organized oh absolutely rick geist is the guy that used to put that together yeah Yeah. right you you know morley that comes in morley he is uh oh yeah his son his son raced in it Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's, we, that's what the outdoor football memory. team used to like be the race mar- the road marshals oh, yeah. every year. Like we'd stop yeah. traffic and stuff, and uh, it's 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 unfortunate because I didn't realize what it was. I didn't, I just didn't mm. want to do it. <laughs> you'd, <laughs> you'd just show well, you'd up. Stand there for like a long time. Are there hot dogs around here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these these exactly. elite level athletes. Yeah. I mean, you'd see these people with quads as big as my I waist. Know. Yeah. And uh, they would just be flying throughout too. It was really cool to. There's some really funny pictures of cyclists with like. Just seeing how large their legs are, and then they're small. Their small upper, upper body, body. Yeah. especially yeah. especially <laughs> those uh, the bicyclists that do like the indoor track. Oh, like the speed, like they're their flying at like a band. Yeah, yeah, they're enormous. Enormous, yeah. absolutely enormous. So the so opposite of can't. So you went. <laughs> <laughs> so so you went biking uh, it's first. Be back. <laughs> <laughs> so so you. So went I went biking first. Okay. Yes, and then after I retired again um, to try to make some money, go back to a normal life. Um, I decided I just loved, I missed the competition. So I 
my husband actually got me into doing triathlons because he started to do them. And then um, he's a pretty serious like, athlete too, right? I've never met him. He has had some knee issues, so he's kind of been I dealing with that. So he hasn't. He's just now getting into biking again. But he took a little bit of a break. I've talked to Josh, Josh, to Scott Fairbaugh about your husband, and he he says he's a pretty serious athlete as well. Um, you could get them all fixed up, couldn't you, Zach? Yeah, hell yeah, easy. Um, but so we go from we go from cycling to how do we start getting into running and yeah, swimming? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> running and swimming. That was tough because of um, for so many years of cycling. And then just being in that position, like not moving other than my feet just going in circles to running. I remember starting out with that and I was my body just was screaming from not being used to running. But I just slowly worked into um, running a little bit further and further and then did some half marathons and then moved to a marathon. And um, swimming was the that was the hardest for me because I never really swam before. It's so technical. That's, that's a so common well, so thing. Is ru- so is running. I mean, it it's is, all technical, but, you know but swimming, so I mean, it's resistance. Anybody, not anybody, but a good amount. You, you just go out and you can go for a run. But with swimming, it's it's you can like you can have a really, <laughs> you could drown. Yeah. And you could, you could have Does a really hard time struggling. You could struggle yeah. with swimming and you, with a little bit of technique and, you know, some guys, it makes a huge difference. It's a little harder barrier of entry, too, for people. You got to find oh, a pool. Oh, absolutely. You got to like... Pool. And then just, you know. Know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I've, Every time don't. I try to go swim for, like, he exercise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I float. You float? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, every time I go try to swim, I find myself, like, getting halfway through the pool, like, half halfway through, and I'm like, where the hell is this wall? So yeah. then you, like, look up, and, and you start walking. <laughs> <laughs> and then the old lady swims beside you, and you just push your head down. And yeah. It's just awful. Oh, you got bullied by a... Yeah. Days. No, he just he <laughs> dunked the woman is what oh, he said. I, it sounds more like it. Yeah. But she was bullying me for. He has personal me. issues, so yes. he takes it out on everybody else. <laughs> yeah, but I I and and as far as swimming being technical, mm-hmm. I've heard from multiple multiple people that I can run and bike all day, mm-hmm. but the minute I get in a pool, and me, whenever I was a kid, I used to try to, I used to try to make people call me the human torpedo. <laughs> that's a true call st- me the human torpedo. Do that's, it. <laughs> that's a true story. You will do it because of my grandmother's pool. I'm undefeated. <laughs> In in their pool in their in ground pool. Anyway, wow! Yeah, you've never met an undefeated racer, have no. you? Yeah, that's me. Wow! Uh, <laughs> but I'm not like technically like I've tried to swim and try to just breathe. God, God bless me. It's all I can't, timing. Can't get your head yeah. out of the water and, and being comfortable swallowing. putting your face in the water. A lot of ha- people have a hard time with that as well. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine, especially getting into like a lake mm-hmm. and having. 500 people beside me all kicking and thrashing. Punching you. Yeah, that would be... Does that happen? Oh, yeah. Did Dust- they do it on Dusty purpose? Dusty did an Iron Man one time, and he had a black guy. Because he got... So do, some, do people do that on purpose? <laughs> some do, just because... Yeah. Um, on purpose. Because it, it can get, like, claustrophobic. And yeah. some people will kind of freak out and just start punching when they start to try to swim just to kind of get you get away. people away. Yeah. It's like Kramer in that episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> He's swimming the East River. Yeah, in the East River. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. He's like <laughs> <laughs> Zach's clueless. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know <laughs> what you mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> also the episode where he... Uh, Kramer's the best, but he creates his own highway as well. Yeah, with the he, he paints the... Li- well, yeah, he, yeah, widens he, put, the lanes. he widens the yeah. lanes. He paints over the... Yellow lines. Uh, <laughs> M- Michael Phelps' diet. Did you ever read that? What he what he eats? Yeah, it's like swim? ten thousand calories Insane. a day. Insane. 
insane. So what type of nutrition do you have? Yeah. For what do what do you what would you eat? What do you eat? When I'm in my heavy training period, I eat. I'm either eating, working out, working, sleeping, eating. <laughs> yeah. Because you're just constantly hungry. Yeah, you have to. I would you do, that. and you in order to, to have enough energy for your next workout. Because I pretty much do two workouts a day. Are you strict with what I'm, you're eating? Or you just kind of. I mean. As long as it's not I'm bad. I'm much better just because before I was kind of like, oh, I can kind of get away with mm-hmm. not eating as as well. But I've realized that basically, you know, fuel is what gets right. me going through my workout. And if I eat like crap, I'm going to work out like crap. And as I've gotten older, I've definitely realized, like, I just can't just wing it. I have mm-hmm. to right. kind of you watch are what, what you I eat. eat. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, my, I'm sure my, my metabolism is slowing down, so I have to kind of, like, I and pay I attention am, a little bit more. I am a chicken wing. <laughs> 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 anyway, so how long? I am a chicken wing. So you're, <laughs> you're slowly adding all three of these together. How soon until you're like, hmm, let's let's actually see what this is all about. If you put what, like, was the end goal triathlon or was it kind of like, oh, I kinda just fitness? Yeah. Um, just because of the competitive person in me, I wanted to do a triathlon. Bef- and then so that then I just started to swim, bike and run. Um, I had a good friend teach me a couple good friends teach me how to swim and how to swim properly because you could waste so much energy mm-hmm. swimming improperly. By the time you get to the bike, you're, like, fried. So um, I worked hard to um, learn how to swim properly and try to save as much energy because um, that's just not my – I'm still – I still struggle with swimming. It's definitely my, my weak link. Um, and then by the time I get to the bike, I'm like, ah, i got to catch everybody mm-hmm. that just passed me on the swim. And then you burn yourself and out. And I burn bike. myself out. Yeah. And then by the time I get to the run, I'm, like, dragging. But um, So yeah. what's, like, a week week cycle for you? Like what's do you, do you follow you, her on Instagram? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, her, her training's nuts. I mean, I every single day, she's like. Th- there's days where I have you ever heard a whoop? Oh, here I we go. So these straps here that I'm wearing. Oh, okay. it's called a whoop strap. Okay, I think that you would really like it. To be <laughs> honest with you, I um, like mine. It, it measures recovery. Okay, so it'll tell you. Like HRV. So, so it'll tell you, rate. like when you open it up. This is how much sleep you got. This is how much uh, your heart rate variability. Today should be a heavy training day. Today should be a light training day to avoid injury and stuff like that. Um, but as far as wh- what were you just talking about? Because I got diet. Well, diet, and then I asked what like a week. Yeah. Like so her training oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you watch her training stuff every single day, I've never seen somebody more disciplined unless she has a bunch of pictures and photos <laughs> saved in her for, for the past like twelve months. But every single day, it's. She's running. She's biking. You've been doing a ton of biking le- recently, right? Um, yes, I'm starting to kind of build my biking back up because I kind of took a little bit of break to do more running for a half marathon. Gotcha. So when you're training, do you do you typically split split it up that for the next six months I'm going to focus on bike, and then the next six months I'm going to focus on running? Or, or I think um, you'd have to have the other two sprinkled in. Right. It depends on the race. The races that I'm going to do, to be honest with you. I usually train like for a half Ironman, which is a 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike, and then mm. a 13.1 mile man, oh man. run. That's kind of what I, I just got tired. Yeah, <laughs> my gosh. That's what I've kind of learned that that's my best race because that's like I'm not house. really a sprinter. Whenever I do. Uh, like anything shorter than that, mm-hmm. I get my butt kicking to swim, and then I'm like I said, I'm busting my butt and the, and the bike and a run. So I've just realized that 
Um, for a half Ironman distance, that's kind of my sweet spot. I, I can take it to like a level where I know I can hold it for a very long time and, mm-hmm. and hold that for, you know, the race. So plus I, I, I feel like the, amou- the amount of training that I put in, I would much rather do a big race to kind of, you know, what's justi- like an justified. What's an ideal <laughs> like yearly calendar for you? How many races are you doing? Or is it, like you said, it kind of depends on what you're well, doing? Well, it's tough now because, I, you know, I, about s- seven years ago, I had Lyme disease. So oh. I... Oh, wow. Which I didn't know that, by the way. Yeah. I saw you post... Yeah, I saw you post something about usually that. Usually I ask that, like, in medical history. But I was in a period where, whenever I was sick, I honestly didn't know if I was going to be able to, like, run a mile ever again. Wow. I was pretty much, whenever... I could talk about that for an hour, but um, it was probably it was a couple months until after I was uh, to find out what was going on and and um, got on antibiotics forever. But um, it was literally like I'd have good days and then I'd have a couple bad days. What and were your symptoms? Initially, I did get bit like underneath my stopwatch, uh, underneath my running watch, I, but I never saw the tick, um, so I didn't really know that's what it was for a long did you get time. Did I had bullseye? like. It was it's kind of it was kind of hard to tell because it was my wrist, but my I think whole it just wrist, like a mark from your watch. It looked like I got bit by something and it just got infected. Yeah, and my and then it like really swelled up mm. and it almost got in my joints. And my husband, oh his wow. he was his nursing background. He was like, "You need to get that checked out." So I did get on antibiotics for like I think like a week or two, and then it kind of went away. And I c- that summer I kind of felt crappy, um, and months later, like I started getting sick again. I started just extreme fatigue i just had such um headaches and neck pain i heard you get you can get like pretty severe joint pain joint pain i could not carry groceries in the house like it would just kill me to carry groceries wow yeah and um couldn't sleep and and then i'd get up in the morning and all i wanted to do was go back to sleep i started having panic attacks i started having heart palpitations Mm. when i got to that point i was like uh, something is not right Mm -hmm. so it took a little while to get things figured out, but then um, we did figure through the symptoms that's what it was, and so that's why it took because I was probably six eight months going un- undiagnosed. It took about six months of antibiotics. Is that something that it's cured forever? Or you'll have lingering effects. I Depends think because I got it caught okay. pretty early. Early, yeah. Um, and I. I mean, I, I, this is just total speculation on my part, but I really do believe that because I really worked just like I with through my working out before, mm-hmm. I busted my butt to just kind of like take a, each day. And if I felt good, I went out for a walk. And then I may have paid for it the next couple of days, but then I just kind of like added more and more. Mentally, that's got to be tough. It was extreme. You know what the crazy thing was? Whenever I was going through it, I didn't care. And like when I, uh, that was one of the big things that kind of was like oh something shit. is definitely not yeah. right because yeah. for me to not want to work out i knew something was not right like i, d- I could have cared less i did 10 minutes of yoga and i was like exhausted wow. and then i was like screw it i don't feel good i'm not gonna right and then once we fin- finally realized it was lyme disease and i'm like i'm i'm beating this thing because i'm not gonna it was painful and i'm not gonna let it dictate my life mm-hmm. i wanted to kind of fight it and i think i kind of I think they were working out. I, I, you know, and then doing antibiotics forever. Yeah. But I think that's kind of what helped me. And again, 
getting there early. Oh, it's so and, and it's funny, yeah. depending on who you talk to, whether or not it's curable disease. There's some people that swear up and down that there's no possible way you can cure it. You can make it go dormant in the body and then it will come back. But there's some doctors and physicians and stuff that say if you catch it early and you hit it. So the treatment is long antibiotics, like six yeah. months. See, my cousin had it, and yeah. they said he's cured. Yeah. Like whatever, whoever he goes to said that like, he doesn't have any issues. With and it. I think uh, placebo is a very threatening term to some people. But I think sometimes... If I, I sometimes if you believe that you can be cured, I think symptoms will go away. Right. There, there's a thing called fibromyalgia. It's yeah. it's a it's yep. a it's a disease that people contract as a diagnosis of, of exclusion. Um, I've had shoulder pain my whole life. Every time I move, it hurts. So now I'm fearful of moving, and it's this whole like psychosocial type of thing. And I think that if you were to encourage like that's what i i mean i encourage the shit out of people like hey let's get you back to moving that's the what she said is we go for a small walk and then i pay for it then i go for another small walk and i, and I push people like, low back pain and stuff like that that hey we got to move we, we got to do something because if you sit in your chair we perseverate on symptoms right and now that pain that might be a two out of ten to me to you you're perceiving it as a ten out of ten because it's the only thing that matters to you so i think that having being an endurance athlete and having this mindset of go, go, go is probably what saved it. I mean, it's probably what made her. It's crazy how long it took. I know. Yeah. It, Especially it took me probably over a year. Until you were feeling kind of normal. Until I was kind of feeling no- normal. Over a year. What yeah. helped you the most yeah. throughout the, like, like was it, the, do you think it was the medication that helped you or was there mobility stuff that you did or, or what seemed to. I mean, probably ultimately the medication. Yeah. Just yeah, because I would try to. We would do it for a month, and then kind of wean myself off, and then I'd start to have the symptoms again. So it, I think we just nailed it with the antibiotics for six months. It's a long time to be on antibiotics. It really too. That was. can wreck your like system I pretty still bad. Have a, yeah, my were stomach you, is still not. Were right. you sick a lot? Like as far as like um. Because if you if you do like prolonged use of antibiotics, sometimes your immune system it can also mess with like your gut killed. bacteria too, yeah. so it can make it a hard yeah. time to digest certain foods. And yeah, and actually, like now I have problems with like quinoa. I don't oh know wow. if that was that's happening. random. <laughs> yeah, it really. Well, I thought I had a gallbladder issue last year. I went through all this testing and stuff like that because I was having extreme pain uh, after eating s- certain foods, and then finally realized that I think we we're just eating too much quinoa. But that could just <laughs> be a separate thing. That could. Just I don't have that problem. <laughs> Yeah, yours is Modelo and Corona Light. Modelo and soft tacos. <laughs> Whether it was related to like, you know, all that going through all that, I don't know, or if that would just be something I'd normally be so our time with. This whole this whole uh, thing with the Lyme disease. Were you competing professionally at this point when this I'm happened? Not no. I was just to like doing marathons and actually the. Just doing marathons. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was just running yeah. forever. Well, the, I, I say that because the the it was 2013. Um, I went from running a marathon in that year to barely being able to walk and yeah. do 10 minutes of yoga. Do you know when you got bit? Was it like a trail run? I think it may have even been at my house, to be honest. Oh, wow. Okay. Because we've been finding a lot of ticks, like on our dogs. And yeah. And the last few years like have been 
nuts for yeah. tits. Absolutely nuts. You live in a relatively wooded area as right. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I noticed your jacket, Boston Marathon. You yeah. Have you run in that? Yeah. Actually, 2013 was whenever I was. That was the year of the. The year of the bombings. bombings. Yeah, I was did there. Did you go there? with uh, Jamie Orr? I did. Yeah. Yeah. You were there. Yeah, Jamie's yeah. a good friend of ours. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Jamie crossed the finish line like 20 minutes before. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. She was at a bar drinking a beer when I went off. <laughs> oh my. Well, no, actually, we were. Um, because I we ran together. We trained. We we met um, through a boyfriend at the time, and so Good we started Donnie. training. Yeah, Donnie. So we started training together just because we were like, eh, we've already qualified. Let's yeah. just have fun, train together. And she, we ran. We ended up running Boston Marathon together, and we're running along. And I felt like crap, but realized that like I ran three marathons in one year. And so I was just exhausted. But I've I ran really one <laughs> marathon, maybe total, never in, in my life. life. <laughs> like combined running. Combined, I've run 15 miles <laughs> in 33 years. Yeah, so, so it was... Um, how so how was close to the finish were you? Like how far? So I think what happened was we were... We, looking back at everything, I think we, we were just um, maybe like 15, 20 minutes after, um, finished. And then the, the first bombing went off. Mm. We were... Um, when you finish, they corral you kind of like around the block and kind of you'll, like, you'll get your food, you'll get the little um, foil thing to keep you warm yeah, and that blanket. kind of stuff. And you kind of just keep going around through different areas. And I th- we were changing, and I, you know, by that point, you're kind of out of it because you're sugar Tired. dropper dropping and you're, yeah, you're not, you're not. And she was like getting like really cold, and I was getting a little concerned about her. She wasn't feeling well. So we were trying to get back to um, our family. And I heard something, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was. My thought was like, oh, it was a trash truck. Like, you know, yeah. like the noise was kind of like yeah. vibrating through the alley or something like that. So I didn't think anything of it. Because it's not like it wasn't like in an open area. It right. was, there's buildings all around. Exactly. So you, you didn't have like a. It was muffled. Yeah. Right. Right. So I didn't think anything of it. And then, you know, we're, we go from s- this like extreme high, like we just finished the Boston Marathon. And we got back to our family and Donnie was like kind of pulled me to the side. He's like, hey, or, um, did you hear anything? He's like, I, there's, there were police and military guys everywhere and girls. And um, he overheard somebody that was standing because they were like about a block where you meet your family, you're like a block off of the finish line. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, you know, th- I overheard something about a bomb. And I was like, no. And mm. I said, let's just, let's just get out of here. So we started walking to our hotel Trying to find a, an, a a taxi, which I don't know what we were thinking about it, finding a taxi. She told me this part. Continue though. How it far you guys had to walk? So we end up, you know, <laughs> we finished the Boston Marathon, and you're, you ran that far, and then we're looking for a taxi. Couldn't find anything. You so still don't know what happened at this point. N- still didn't really know what happened. We we Knew went to the metro. Happened, yeah. Right. We went to the metro. There was a police officer standing there, and he said, "We're still the you know metro is still working." But he said, "If you find anything on the." Just give, call nine one. We're oh. like, uh, no, wow. <laughs> we're, we're gonna pass. Yeah. <laughs> so we just kept walking, thinking we we're gonna find a taxi because our hotel was four miles away. Oh. So we're walking along. Just it, by that point, when we knew a bomb happened, you know something. But we're just, I in my mind, I'm thinking it's like a small bomb that went off. We passed a sports bar that was just filled with TVs, and I will never forget the picture, the video of what actually mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, you went from like. You know, I, I, I'll never forget. I looked down at my... Well, first of all, I called my, my family before all the cell phones were, were Shut cut off. off. Yeah. And my I parents... I forgot they did that. Yeah, my parents were watching, and... Oh, they were probably around. That was... Yeah. 
Yeah, it was tough. So, you don't know where, where you were. They right. don't know where you were I'm at. I'm so glad I was able to get right. through because my mom was hysterical. Oh, my. Yeah. But I remember having my medal around my, th- my neck, and I was just like, I looked down at it, and I'm like, this doesn't even matter anymore. No. It doesn't even matter anymore. That's There's true. people that have died, and I'm mm. like, I, I two minutes ago, I was so ecstatic finishing this. Talk about a high and then an immediate You low. went from such an extreme high to, and like, shock. And like talking emotion. I mean, you just got over this whole, am I going to be able to walk again, right. to I just ran a Boston Well, that was th- th- this was before... It was the same year as I got last. It's the same year. It's the same year. So I went from running marathon to not being able to. To not being able to. So we ended up walking back four miles to our hotel. Just I don't really remember it too much because I think we were just in such such shock that all that happened. So So that was my last year of PT school. And Katie Mall Mm -hmm. happened to be. She was from Massachusetts. (sighs) She was in Boston for the marathon. She didn't run it. She was spectating. She was at the finish line. But then she went to. uh, There was a Boston Red Sox game. So she left and went to the game, but she was like, right she, there. her phone was cut off. So whenever it happened, like Jeez. her parents are calling me and I'm calling her. And like, it was pretty, it was pretty wild to, to, to kind of be in that area. I mean, I was, in, I was two hours away, but, yeah. but I mean, yeah, that was a, that'd be a crazy, crazy type of thing. It, yeah, it was, I mean, it was like, that kid was just in the news again. Sarnaya. Yeah. I know. For what? He's trying They're, to appeal the death yeah. penalty. Yeah. Yeah, which is ridiculous. But it is. I um. Well, so they shut like Boston down. Everything. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. was like you shut couldn't get down. out. They so shut the cell phones off. We were fortunate because of being four miles out of town. Mm-hmm. We were able to get out of there because we just were like the next day we couldn't even sleep. We we got up the next morning and we we're like let's just get the hell out of here. Yeah, how could we you? Just, we just want to leave and. Have you ever? Is that the first time? That was the first time I ran Boston. Have you run? And it then again? to be honest with you, I had a really, I had a really hard time because I had the guilt. Of like survivor guilt. Yeah, I yeah. was just like, it. It it's was normal. ridiculous if you to have ran, had that happen. You if, know, if you'd ran thirty seconds slower. If on I each honestly, I miles. really attribute if Jamie wouldn't have pushed me like she did because, like I said, I wasn't feeling very well. I I would have backed off. I probably either would have been like closed. Like they had to stop people from moving forward. I probably mm. would have been in that group because I she pushed me. To yeah, I remember she finish. was. Uh, CNN interviewed her mm-hmm. right afterwards, like like since she was there and she was a West Point grad. Like she would be a great person to have on the podcast. She yes, has, absolutely. She's, I'm really good friends with her brother Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I remember CNN had interviewed her uh, via the phone, saying like how she was a military vet, and mm-hmm. that's just so surreal. I didn't know you were yeah. with her, so that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 24 miles. If you'd have been 20 seconds slower per mile, you'd been finishing at the time that. You're yeah. 15 minutes after. Think about that. I mean, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 20 seconds. And that's what I that's what I struggle with because I was like, if I wasn't, you know, if I would have been feeling, you know, worse or if I wouldn't have ran with Jamie, I would have, you know, yeah. been through all that. Different story. So it was tough. And it yeah. was just like, I was like literally watching the news constantly just because I wanted to find out, you know, who did it and catching them. And so I was like just watching everything happen. Do you remember your time for that one? My time. I think we finished in three fifty four, something like that. Yeah, it, at or that at that time, like, what's a good marathon time for you now? <sighs> I haven't done one for a couple of years. In fact, the last one that I did was Boston. I ended up going back and doing mm-hmm. it because I was like, after having Lyme disease, I'm like, I'm going to see if I can do another marathon because mm-hmm. I didn't know if I could physically. Right. And you have to qualify so for that one, right? You do, and so I kind of pushed myself, and I'll, I. I went to Harrisburg and, and ran it, and that was kind of like my, you know, 
one of my proud moments because I didn't know if, again if I was going to be able to f- complete a marathon, but I was determined to qualify again for Boston. And I felt at that point I wanted to go back because I honestly, for a couple of years, I didn't want to go back. What is it a was qualifying too emotional, time? I think. What's that? What's what is a qualifying time for that? It depends on your age. Okay. And the age group, like age bracket. Yeah. Yeah. If, I don't know if it's ten, nine years. I forget how it is. Maybe it's five every five years. Mm-hmm. But my age group now, I think I'd have to do a three. 50 or something like that. Yeah. I say my wife by. my wife just ran her first half 7 weeks pregnant or 8 weeks pregnant. Oh really? So yeah, we <laughs> we found out like a week before really? she left. Yeah, she's like, "Uh, this is going to suck." Oh. Like, "Why are you getting so sick?" She's like, "Uh." <laughs> this might be a silly question to do, do they change the route at all for the marathon they since did that not. whole thing? Mm-hmm. So it's the same. No, there that's was, there was a big Boston Yeah, there was a big thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the next year when they did it, like they same same, same, same finish line. Yep. You know, and that's what that was just like, yeah, that whole... That had to be tough. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think whenever I went through, they actually had, like, certain signs up that it was, like, Boston Strong, and that yeah. was... Yeah. That was, yeah, that was tough, just because I, hmm. you know, I thought about those that, that sure. obviously went through it, and mm-hmm. those that have, unfortunately, passed away <coughs> with the, in the bombings, and yeah, and just, I mean, I was, I was so, it was... The, uh, they were so proud of that race, mm-hmm. and that was another thing. I was like so pissed off because of this them taking advantage of doing it there, and yeah. and I think that was just like I gained more respect for the town of Boston, the city of Boston, just because they were like, "Screw you, we're we're not gonna yeah. have we're not gonna something it. like this happen. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. do everything the same." It was really cool to see how the city responded Great with city. like the Bruins, the Red Sox, David mm-hmm. Ortiz's like famous speech where he's mm-hmm. swearing in front yeah. of everybody, and like yeah. that was cool. Like it, it and yeah. tragedies like that, the aftermath is always. Mm-hmm. It's too bad we're not always like the, like after nine eleven. I know, how, like it takes something yeah. unfortunate like that yeah. to happen. It's too bad we're not always that proud of the community. Well, that's why you say never forget. That's why yeah. that's why that term is so important. Cause, right. You know those those things when they happen, we seem to rally together, but then it seems to kind of fade away a little bit over time, which is right. unfortunate. But wow. That's crazy. That's a crazy story. Mm-hmm. So, so was yeah. it after that that you started getting? So I want to talk about triumph. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about your tri career. How does that? So how do you become sponsored? How do um, you? Again, just because I'm pretty good at, I think fruit through cycling, brag. I kind of <laughs> just like will anno- not annoy people, but I'll be like, hey, I want to be on this team type of thing. Is that a local <laughs> team? Is that a local? It's team? a more national, but we do. Have, I think there's one from Australia, but. Um, we it's more of a guy that started um, Jeff um, uh, Fairbanks did this crazy thing where he did um, it was the, the the Triumph project where he I think he just wanted to show basically show people that you can accomplish more than what you think you can and if you put your mind to it you know you can do something he did 21 Ironmans in 21 days oh Jeez. my gosh are you serious I'm s- yeah so I'm, wow. I, I'm hoping I'm saying the right things I think it's 21 days. And so he he did it, and it was he actually has a documentary on it, which if the the Triumph Project, which is you gotta watch it. It's it's a pretty interesting story. Is it like on Netflix or anything? I, I think it's on YouTube. YouTube, okay. Um, there was just a recent one where a guy did fifty marathons in, in 50. fifty days. Yes. You see that? Yeah. That's not the same guy. No, no. No, Iron Man's different. Right. Oh, I know that, but yeah. I was yeah. wondering if it was the same guy doing mm. both feats. But anyway, it's it's all. I couldn't. Can you imagine? I went to Disney a month ago, two months ago, and we walked ten miles a day. 
<laughs> and I was there. Yeah. This is pretty Listen, much just saying how good a shape you're in versus how out of shape Zach is. I was there for six days. I walked 60 miles in six days. I did two marathons in in, in six days. Walking marathons. And, like, I thought, I had, I, thought, yeah, I, thought I had blood clots in both of my legs. <laughs> like, there were days where I couldn't, like... If I dropped something on the ground, it was staying there. I wasn't picking it up. You got your just, Mickey ears on. You got a slice of pizza in one hand. Yeah. Ankles are swollen. Struggling over And then here. there's this guy going 21 <laughs> Ironmans in 21 days. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what was your first try like? Do you remember like that experience? Like, Were you surprised by it? Like Happy by it? You're like, oh, shit, this is tough? Or like, I think the, the very first one I did was actually in Martinsburg. There's like this little local... Triathlon, mm-hmm. uh, outdoor pool, little bike and, oh, and nice. run. So and uh, a couple of our gym members or coaches just did that one. Really? Sander. Oh, yeah. Uh, not Martinsburg. It might have been the Canoe Creek one. Canoe Creek, probably. Because yeah. Martinsburg, I think they, they, they don't just have it anymore. They've never biked, ran, or swam in the same day yeah. before they just jumped into it. Yeah. So how I'm John and Brad ended up taking first in their age. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. First that. and second. Wow. So how many miles uh, is each? So that one was. A little bit smaller scale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like a, maybe a. A couple hundred yards swim, twelve mile bike, and then like a five k. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but I think I feel like I was hooked from like the very beginning. I was gonna say <laughs> just from talking <laughs> just to you, it sounds like that would have been. Yeah, yeah. And then um, so basically goes up to um, anything considered up to um, an Olympic distance is a sprint. So an Olympic distance is like a uh, it's just short of a mile, about a twenty five mile bike, and then a ten k run. And then you go up to a half Ironman and then a, a full. Oh my. Are you allowed to use a snorkel in fins? Unfortunately, you're not allowed <laughs> okay, to. Okay, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I would uh, blow by people. Or a never boat. Them, just <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Can you use a small motor? Yes. <laughs> what are those like <laughs> underwater <laughs> like propeller things that you yeah. can just hold on to? Oh, the Ace Ventura. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the Ace Ventura <laughs> reference. Sorry, I, I, it happens at it least once escape. a podcast, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something always comes Mine's up. Mine's Dumb and Dumber, though. Oh, uh, we can do that, too. Ace Ventura is funny, but. They're doing a third one. They are doing a third one. Can yeah. we talk about? Ace I know Ventura? we we. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna let that slide. She's she's a Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura fan. Just let that slide. Sorry, <laughs> I'm really into this. Those are like our favorites. <laughs> those are my. That was just on the other night. So was uh, what picture that I just sent you? Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury. Classic. Yeah, yeah. The Mutabi brothers. Yeah. I had a kid the other day tell me. Speaking of '90s movies, there's a song on from the '90s. What song was on? Uh, was it like Beck or something like that? Weezer? I f- I f- it was Weezer. Weezer, yeah. Yeah, there's a song on from the 90s, and a kid looked at me and said, I love classic music. <laughs> oh. And I looked at him. Was that Jake? Yeah, Lindner. He said, I love classic music. Wow. And I was like, 90s? Like, Weezer's classic? He's like, yeah, man. Like, I'm only, I'm only 20 years old. It's 2020 <laughs> now. I mean, think about it. The, the 90s, uh, That's those are classic. I just saw something. Uh, Yikes. We were as close to... 2050. 2050 as we are to 1990. Oh, my gosh. It's nuts. Anyways, back to Ace anyway, Ventura. Anyway, back to Ace Ventura. Right. Go ahead, Fred. What were you going to ask about? We were talking about Ace Ventura, but you want to go back to the triathlon stuff. That's fine. I forget. <laughs> I honestly got to forget. So, so, so getting on Team Triumph. So yes. this, is a, this is a national level thing. Right. How many people are on a team? So he um, kind of limited it to like 50 people because he wanted to just basically have a group of people that not necessarily had great results or, you know, are are really fast. Um, he wanted kind of like-minded people to represent Team Triumph to just, you know, have either maybe had their own triumphs, you know, and I think that's maybe why he kind of, uh, you know, allowed Some me arms. on team. But, um, 
just to kind of be a positive influence uh, in triathlons and, and running and that kind of stuff. That's and then cool. just kind of, yeah. What's the, is that like an application process and they interview you and how yeah, does that work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a real, it's more or less just kind of like a, is it like a job not interview? A, not a strict thing by a, okay. Means. It's kind of like who knows who basically. And I just kind of, in the social media thing, I was like, would start to follow people and then I'd be like talking to them and, you mm-hmm. know, and then, and like with my social media, my, my whole goal thing, my goal is to basically, especially what I've been through, I just want to kind of help encourage others and be to a positive, yeah. Yeah. R- you know, just to show that, hey, you can sh- do this. shit happens in yeah. life. Yeah. You know, you, you, you can you can still kind of fight for it and, and, and do whatever you put your mind to. And, and hopefully that's what comes across in my mm-hmm. social for media. For sure. It for sure does. Because um, to see you do it, <laughs> makes every time I see it, I'm like, shit, I need to go do something. <laughs> and then Tina's out there right now. I'm it's like, four I'm o'clock keeping in the an eye on you. <laughs> yeah. If I'm doing it, you gotta do it. No. Yeah, no. it's it's wild. Do you uh, <laughs> do you train like uh, any sort of like mindful exercises, like mentality stuff for I, this? I I like meditate I d- or anything. And I don't meditate, but like sometimes my very long workouts where it's like, <laughs> like today it was an hour and a half bike, and. As soon as I go, is that around town, or are you just on a bike, or are you I on a trainer? I ended up doing it inside just because that I didn't be know weather. I was gonna. It That'd was be horrible right now. It's it's a struggle. I mean, I do have a program that I follow, and it's actually kind of a neat program. It, it you basically are racing. Uh, it's a program where you kind of race. You do don't you race other people, but you can if you really want to. Uh, my roommate had that. Uh, he had something similar. He'd hook it up to his computer or like an iPad, and then he could pick anywhere in the world that he wanted to nice. race. But it's it would similar. be like a live stream where like. You would see a computer generate a picture, and it'd have like the guy's name or lady's name up, and like he'd be passing you, and he'd like try to catch yeah. up. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. So it, so it definitely it helps, kind of like Mario Kart with a bike, rather yeah, than right. just <laughs> yeah, and no banana peels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it um so it definitely helps. It uh, um rather than just sitting on a bike trainer and just kind of like you know, it's not like a Peloton wind. or anything like that. It's I mean it's not, but it's you don't have somebody coaching you necessarily, but mm-hmm. it's along that same kind of it kind of makes you forget that you're actually in. We're doing a workout and yeah. kind of in pain. But when I first got on there today, I was just like, <sighs> "Shit!" <laughs> but I, 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 I don't know if it's just because I've got because of getting older, or because I mean I have been doing these races for a very long time, and I've I don't want to sound like I'm I don't know how to say this without sounding kind of I don't know full of myself, but I have done quite a bit in my life, so it's it, mentally it gets a little bit harder mm-hmm. because I'm like before I'm like I gotta finish this because I've never done this before. Now I've kind of done these different distances, and it's kind of like, well, I, f- I find myself in the middle of a race, and I'm like, why the hell do I do this to myself? Yeah. I could be literally sitting next, you know, sitting down there eating a donut uh, rather than sitting next to going, through all <laughs> <laughs> going through all this. Good job. How you doing? <laughs> going through all this pain of doing this when I know I can do it. So I've had to, in the last <laughs> couple of years, kind of change my mindset and in my training, I... It's not easy to do. It's no. it's not. So I've kind of had to force myself to, like, become comfortable with being uncomfortable because otherwise, uh, there, what's the point of kind of doing this stuff? You know, like, exactly. I, I want to... I w- still want to challenge myself, mm-hmm. but um, I want to have fun doing it. You did know? you see... Uh, did you see a carryover from that into your personal and business life? Like, see, it kind of so. change like your approach on certain things. I think so. I think so. I um, you know, I because sometimes I can become complacent and just kind of be happy with where I'm at. And mm-hmm. I feel like with through through um, endurance um, sports, I've kind of 
thought, well, I, I do that with this. Why don't I do this in my business right. as well? So um, I think it's helped. I mean, I'd like to think it has helped for sure. Freddie and I went to a uh, recently went to a sensory deprivation tank. Loved it. I want to try that. Oh, I just awesome. got my dad a gift certificate. Up in uh, Evansburg. Evansburg, yep. Lower yeah. Highlands awesome. Massage Academy. I would like to do it again. It's 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 a great way to deal with your inner demons. It's a great way to, you know, if you are having like a, I've never felt so relaxed in my life afterwards. It's nuts. Afterwards, my wife called me to see how it went, and I just like I couldn't say words. anything. I yeah. was just like, uh, so the hard thing with it is, I want to do it a handful of times because the first like 10 minutes you're like i don't know what to do here like how do i get relaxed and you're literally floating in a pool of it was what like 1500 pounds at epsom salts like it's it's, in the it's first, nuts in the first 30 seconds i get in and scratch my eye and it I, burns <laughs> like crazy. Oh, oh yeah no. it's it's crazy because it goes pitch black and you can choose to turn the lights on but i i went full into it pitch black music was together? off like I asked for a tandem one. They thought it was funny. We're <laughs> we're we belly. We're it was only a, each other's belly here's together. the thing. It was only eleven inches of water. Uh-huh. If I it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> we oh. were there would have been no floating. Yeah. Ah, we would have right. sunk. <laughs> but uh, now they have two tanks and it's super clean. It actually like they clean the water after each time. Which is but, it's one of the few machines that do that. But you but you get in and you you shower like, get like in he, like shower said, and get out. He said the f- the first, probably for me, was probably more like 20, 30 minutes. I was in there thinking, okay, how do I relax? What should I think of? What shouldn't I think of? Yeah. I feel my, I need to move my foot. Then you move your foot, then, okay, I'm laying here. Did I'm I just hungry. hear something outside? <laughs> you know, it's just, w- wonder if there's a fire. What if they w- would they come get me? And then, like, yeah. Like, like, then once you finally get rid of that, it's I, like. I couldn't tell. If my eyes were open or closed at one point, and then I started having like light, a light show was going on <laughs> on the top of the thing because it, it's pitch black, it looks like a giant egg. Mm-hmm. And I was laying there and I was just like seeing all this like red, blue, like it literally looked like a meteor shower. But either if my eyes were open or closed, it was bizarre. It was so this. bizarre. But I got out of it and you just stand there for a second because you literally have no senses in there. Because the water is the same temperature as your body skin, so you can't tell where the water oh. is or isn't. Unless you move. Like Unless you, you move, move yeah. So if you're just floating there, you can't really tell wow. where it is. Because the air temperature, the water temperature, body temperature is all the same. So wow. you stand up and all these, like, I wish I could have just sat there for like an hour. Without, because you're completely, like, my biggest issue is I'm on my phone too damn much. Me too. I'm too connected. So like that was like a great opportunity for me to just like completely unplug. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like. I told my wife, I was like, that, I, if I could afford one, we'd have one in our house. But they're like $30,000. Yeah, they're expensive. No, they're, I don't think they're that expensive. That one is. <laughs> <laughs> they I look looked. expensive. We yeah. should get one here. Yeah, right in this office. Do you have $30,000? <laughs> we'd get a business loan, but we'd never make money because I'd be in it all the time. <laughs> that was kind of like your guys' idea not long ago to go go in uh, on a uh, camper. Whatever happened to that idea? It's still here. Seriously. Uh, I, want, I wanted Tina, a mobile. This, this is what we think about. I wanted a mobile camper so we could do our podcast on the road. <laughs> yeah, and you wanted us to go a, in. I found like one for like four grand. I thought it was a great business decision. You wanted us to it. split it, and we're, we're like. It was like fifty bucks a month. He he kept showing us the pictures. And we're like, oh, oh, you're actually, oh, Fred, you're serious about this? Like, <laughs> I wasn't kidding. So we're like, man, we're we're trying to be nice about it. We're like, is this something we really want to do? <laughs> Fred's like, I think it's a great idea, man. I mean, we all go in three ways on it, and uh, you know, we can have it do the podcast. And okay, buddy, well, uh, mobile hotspots not expensive. And then what happened to the idea? It just fizzled out. 
Uh, well, you just reignited it. I know. I, I'm, well, I'm going to send you one tonight. <laughs> We're going to find a camper. Uh, anyways. Uh, so, Fred, you wanted to... So, did we, did we talk enough about... Tri- so, triathlons and all that kind of stuff. Where, where are competitions? Are they all local? I for Triumph? For Triumph, they're pretty much all over the country. We, Do you we fly kind of to them? Do they help you with flights? No, no, it's not. We we get like discounts on certain because triathlons are so ridiculously expensive. You know, with between, you know, having to pay for buying a bike and buying a bike. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, with my crash, I've well, what happened? Yeah, thousands can we dig into that? Um, yeah, it was actually our. We have a like that was pretty recent too, wasn't it? About three months ago. Yeah, yeah. she was pretty bunged up. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was. What happened? Sorry. Zach actually paid that person the trip you so he could come <laughs> back <laughs> in to treat you. I wish it would have made it to the run to be to be trip, but unfortunately, it was so. It was our team race with Team Triumph. We decided that each year they kind of figure out a race all over the country, which. One to go to. So last year, this yeah, last year would have been the whole teams there. The whole majority. Whoever could, whoever could could make it, just because and you know it is an expense. And with triathlons, there's so many different races now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided. Where was this located? This was in sorry. Atlantic City, Atlantic. New Jersey. So, um, so it was a half Ironman. Um, m- my crash happened basically just because a girl made an illegal move. She per- passed. Um, you're supposed to stay on the right side of the yellow lines, and she went way out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And I, as soon as I saw it all happen, I knew something was not going to mm-hmm. go well. It was raining. She um, ended up coming back. She looked back to see if she cleared me, and when she did that, she either hit a pothole or hit the wet um, mm-hmm. paint. Went right down, right uh, right in front of me. It's kind of like a thing where it was like slow motion. You where saw, I saw it happen. Everything yeah, happened, geez. and it was just like this. What a bunny hopped on her head. If I would have not been on a tri bike, yeah. If I would have been on a row bike, I think my instincts would have been to bunny, bunny hop. What's the difference? So a tri bike is more aero. Okay. It's basically, you know, it, you're trying to beat, you're trying to get the fastest time. So it's a it, your your arms are in an aero position, so you're super on narrow handlebars, no brakes on the like you're you have to move your hands down to the other um, handlebars to to actually brake. Uh. So you're you've only got where you shift where your hands are at. So when this was all happening and whenever it was in slow motion, I was like, I, I didn't have enough time to go down and grab the brakes. At least I don't remember if I did. Or if I did, it still didn't matter because she went down right in front of me. I had nowhere else to go, but I T-boned her and basically did a complete oh my. flip up and How over. fast? I was looking at my Strava, which is like a thing that, um, a program that. It's like a GPS. Yeah, yeah. And I think at the time I was maybe, when, am I <laughs> when it d- stopped my biking um was at least 23 mile an hour mm. but like then fast. i think because full speed for you is it um, close to it you that must was at a faster speed like i was hoping to average probably like i would have been thrilled like around 21 mile an hour average but that was uh, that was probably like it was a flat She's section because it's all happening brass. so quick i imagine it, yeah. you're going at your, your right and speed. so i think and then just being flipped she probably didn't have as bad of a, she kind of slid, which is like the better way to crash. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, I flew and like uh, landed um, on my bars. shoulder, hip, and um, yeah. Three months later, three and a half months later, I'm st- I still have a hematoma in my hip, uh, and my shoulder still kind of uh, bother me. And did you fight her? Well, as I was <laughs> coming, 
<laughs> rolling around, and that's I'm like, "Not a no. That's not a no." <laughs> You're sliding. Well, I was, yeah. <laughs> right. I was I'm anxious so to hear mad. this. I'm anxious. To hear I was this. very mad just because yeah. of being coming from a cycling background. Illegal well, turn. You trained a long turn, time for this too. A long. It's months and months of training and dedication, you know, to this one race, and it's not a cheap race. No. I mean, it's like a lot of money involved in this. And she did something wrong. And she did something wrong. And then I think it wasn't even like as soon as I was like as I was coming <laughs> unrolling. And I'm looking back at her. I'm like, this is why you don't cross the yellow line with some explicit words. I was say, that's not what you and said. And I think she was a little like, I, she had no idea what happened to her. I think she just, she completely didn't know. Mm-hmm. I think she just, all of a sudden she was looking back and next thing she yeah. probably knew she was on the ground. Yeah. Plus then I T-boned her, so I, I'm sure that had to hurt. But um, I was extremely mad. Oh, I mean, I, I was imagine. like, the, yeah. the ambulance came and they're like, do you want to go? I'm like, no, I was just... Furious. Yeah. Now, if that happens and you have another bite, can you get back up? Um, well, the tricky part was, well, my bike was all messed up. Um, bro- I ended up finding out both my wheels were, were trashed. Um, and then part of my um, my rear derailleur was all bent, so it wouldn't even been able to, to move. So, What were your injuries? I'm sorry. I know you said so. So I had um, a shoulder injury. Um, I was really worried because I have a plate in my collarbone from a previous bike crash so i think in my mind as i was flying through the air i was like don't land on that shoulder so i think that's maybe i don't know subconsciously if i just kind of moved that way just Mm -hmm. so i landed on the same shoulder but fortunately i think the way i hit didn't do anything because when i broke that i knew right away that something was not right yeah but um and then I just hit my I hit my hip really hard. I I was a little concerned that I did something to my hip initially, and then I just like I got tangled. I still have like a, a little spot here on my my shin that mm-hmm. I got I couldn't come out of my pedals. Was it? Were you in like a tight pack? No. So like no, no one no one could have like ran well, into you. Well, fortunately, like because that would have been bad. It was there. Were, I was concerned that people were gonna crash into us, and others did as well. And unfortunately, like two of my teammates from Team Triumph were like. One guy actually had a bu- he did miss her hand. He was r- I didn't realize how close he was to me. He missed her, um, but he was he's a police officer. He actually stopped by and was like you know making sure I was okay. Mm-hmm. And another one of my teammates stopped, and we got everybody moved off the road just because it would have been chaos. There's a lot of people that do these races that have I mean I'm gonna just be uh, you know blunt that have no handling skills, and with it being wet, I, I was concerned there was gonna be another crash. Yeah. And um, so, fortunately, nothing else happened. But um, yeah, but that's that's a because you know, there was a lot of crazy. people in this race. There were thousands of people in this race, so it it, it could happen. I mean, but mm-hmm. yeah. So um, so that bike crash kind of threw me for a loop. I mean, it took me a little bit longer to to recover from that. I don't you know if it was just my age or. So you're back in the training now. So I'm back in the training now. You said Pittsburgh half coming up. Pittsburgh half, um, and then I am signed up. Our our team race this year is going to be in Quarterly in Idaho. So um, that's the end of July, hmm, the potatoes. end of June, and um, so I'm training for that. Kind of starting like in another week, I'll start my main. How long is that training. one? The same half Ironman half distance. You don't yeah. seem like this at all, but are, are, is there any tentativeness to get back on the bike into a race again? Something like that happens where you just you see the whole thing unfold in front of you. You Start get hurt. punching people. <laughs> I don't um, think nightmares. Would, I think because of my cycling background. I mean, I, if I'm sure once I get it in a race, I'm going to be a little bit more hyper aware of those around right, me and right. kind of maybe take it because I was going pretty. I mean, for the weather conditions, because I'm very comfortable in my, with my handling skills, I was going probably a little faster than I should have been that day. But um, 
I may in the next race or two. You know, I might okay. be a little bit just kind of yeah. paying attention a little bit more around me of like <laughs> what, because a big race like that, like I said before, there's there there are people that have, it might be their first race ever. Yeah, it's the other people you got to watch out. Exactly. For. So um, so I'm gonna probably be a little bit more aware okay. of my surroundings next time, and maybe not go as like you know kamikaze like I would normally do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What if you come up to the start line and you look to your right and it's the girl that <laughs> crashed you? I don't even know what she looks like. I tr- you know what? Be, I tried to look. I tried to do some like little snooping to fi- find out who she was because I was going to be like, well, you know what? I, maybe this was her first you know race. I was going to kind of give her the benefit of the doubt, or I was going to try to look her up and say, <laughs> hey, I'm going to beat the crap out of you for <laughs> doing what you did. But um, we have no they because we didn't finish. There was like no record of us even to have been at their race. You don't sometimes even exist. It was like I didn't even do it. Yeah. Yeah, because I wanted to look up my swim time and I was like it's wow. I had nothing. Nothing. Does it even do you have to wear those bibs that have like the sensors in them? Like your um with a triathlon it's a chip. And they oh, so it's around your ankle. Around your ankle. Okay. So that way it doesn't fall off in the swim and then oh, you have gotcha. like a DNF yeah. like did not finish. Didn't even her. DNF. Wow. That's what I was looking yeah. for. I'm like, well at least I'll find her name. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know find if maybe and find her, yeah, Ask where Zach. she lives. Zach is incredibly good at finding <laughs> people <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, I'll figure it out. Her name's actually don't Allison S- Jenkins. Don't get him started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's <laughs> her brother? Uh, well, Timmy. <laughs> Timmy Jenkins. Yes. Yeah. I missed anyway. that joke. It's a great joke. She doesn't get it, but that's fine. <laughs> no, well, nobody gets it. That's the thing. It's just fake names. Casey, <laughs> Casey does this thing where he'll create a fake name. And he'll walk in, and let's say we're getting ready to leave. He'll say, "Hey, Tina, John John Jenkins is coming in here," um, or like he'll just make up a name and see how long he can go with. You remember him from uh, the 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 bike group? And you'd be like, "Maybe oh, I do." Yeah. Okay. Can you? I know the only reason I do it is because a couple I've gotten a couple people to fall for. Can you? Uh, can you tell her the story of? Oh, Probably not. No, the what was the guy, the fake guy's name that you had like four of our gym members believing for That's like where I started. from one uh, gym, Jeff. from Jeff. one gym yeah. to another. It was just Jeff. His name's Jeff. Jeff. Hey, yeah, did you have uh, got dinner with Jeff last night? He's really excited for class tomorrow. Everyone's the, like, "Who's Jeff?" He goes, "Oh, you remember from so and so?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, oh, we yeah, know I Jeff." Do. Because the the classes, there's, there's two morning classes, a four thirty class, a five thirty class. There's people coming in and out all the time. New members starting all the time, so it's just something easy to do. And I was like. Oh, Janice, you know Jeff. He he does the four thirty something. Oh yeah, he's the shorter guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I've never really actually talked to him before. But <laughs> and one of these days, mark my words, that Jeff is going to start here. We don't have a Jeff. We don't have a Jeff. But some there's going to be one. There probably is one. <laughs> right, I, just, I haven't met him yet. That's Jeff. That's <laughs> yeah. Jeff. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. You're excited to say no, something. No, I was going to talk about Jeff. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think we'll probably have to have you on again because I yeah. want to talk a little bit more on the business side. But um, so, what's your training looking like now? Since you you're now a gym owner, how long has that been? Uh, about two and a half years. So, how have you had to adjust? Now, are you there like full time, or like how's that look? Because the 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 nice thing for you is that you can use your work area right. as a workout area. Mm-hmm. But like you and I had discussed before, there are some challenges with right. that. Right. Like you, Fred, you use yours as the social area. <laughs> <laughs> I have no friends. <laughs> um, I'm very fortunate that I have a couple people. Oh, I have a girl that opens for me. Mm-hmm. So I get one of my workouts done in the morning before I head out. And then depending on my um, 
clients, whoever I'm training and that kind of stuff, um, I'll get there by a certain time. And then I, I, I'm there the bulk of the day. Um, the way our gym is laid out, it's pretty much o- it's, it's open. So I c- only need one person on staff right. at a time. Well, that's nice. It is very nice. So um, And then I have a couple college students that, that will close for me. So I'll, I'm very fortunate my hours are not crazy. So it works out fine. And now it is a bit of a drive for me because it's like an a- it adds like an hour to my day for to mm-hmm. drive. But um, What time do you usually get there in the mornings? To be honest with you, sometimes I don't even have to be there until ten. Oh, that's nice. But then sometimes I'm there until like you know six. So mm-hmm. it kind of depends on the day. Mm-hmm. But you know, add the hour of driving, and then plus my workout in the morning, and then my workout in the afternoon. And you're also doing. I'm sure you're doing stuff on the computer at home. And I'm fortunate that I can, for the most part, I can get everything done yeah. there. I try not to bring work to home. I'm not there yet. It's so but hard. You've got a lot more thing going on. I mean, my gym is pretty low key and. Um, I don't have as many parts to like, you know, moving parts. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so th- yeah, usually like right now, um, like my training, um, it will start to ramp up just because I have, I usually do like a 24 week lead up to a race. Do you do your own programming for that? I found an online, just because I've, I've done a little bit of coaching before and then I know what works best for me. So I find um, there's like this th- this training program that's called Training Peaks that it, um, coaches running, cycling, and then triathletes. Would this be something uh, like a beginner could use? Absolutely, it's from like beginner. There's there are so many coaches that go through this um, software program. Um, you basically sign up for a monthly membership, okay. and then you pick whatever type of workout or um, like whatever you're training for a marathon. Half marathon. What's it called again? Training peak. Training peaks. It's basically based out of um, Colorado, which the clever name. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, which actually, like a cyclist, um, I think it was a father and son. um, His the the son actually raced whenever I was racing. Oh wow! The time, and then one of my old cycling coaches is is part of that as well. So you you know the people that run the company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um so I just started using it like I said because it um. I mean, it is kind of a cookie-cutter program, but mm-hmm. I think it works best for me because you can kind of cut and paste if you do have, like, a day that you can't do a yeah. certain It also out. saves you a ton of time from having it to do it. It does because so I've tried to do it myself, and it's just too time-consuming because you're thinking of a swim workout. You're thinking of a bike workout. Yeah, because I used run. to do it all myself, and then I hired a uh, weightlifting coach. So I haven't been doing it recently, but whenever I'm training to compete, I have somebody. He's from Georgia. I have, he does all my programming, does video stuff for me. So It, it cuts out the... Like you said, the time it takes an hour workout mm-hmm. turns into an hour and a half workout because right. you have to sit down and plan Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and there's yeah. so much involved on like you know peaking and like what type of you know training like you know hard couple weeks and then a rest period. Like it's just too. In, too well, that much. my big I struggle thing, to program I like for myself too. I yeah, mean, I, my big I thing like with him <laughs> is it, he's a senior international weightlifting coach. Like he's had guys guys and girls to the Olympics. So like. I'm not only doing it for me. I'm also picking up stuff that I can relay and, and learn from from him right. for my athletes. Right. That's majority of why I do it. Also, he's really good at it. But um, no, that's cool. Training peaks. I we'll have to look into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So, uh, what was I gonna? I I completely go ahead, Zach. How do people lost. find you? Yes, I am on Instagram. That's Insta Instagram. Um, training to enjoy life is my Insta handle. Um, and how I got that was um, uh, another triathlete, fr- 
in the area. Um, he was an older guy. When I first got into doing triathlons, um, he was very supportive. He would just, you know, I'd be out for a bike ride, and all of a sudden he would just, like, show up out of nowhere, which is kind of like the funny thing that we'd always joke around about him. And um, Very supportive, very positive, really, you know, great guy. Um, unfortunately, passed away of, of a heart attack. Oh. So um, he would always end his emails with enjoy life. Mm-hmm. So um, he was just, like I said, such a positive person, and I wanted to kind of carry on his legacy. So That's I kind of... At least I was trying to think of a way to do it. And I thought, well, you know, it's kind of how my yeah. title got started and how that all kind of mm-hmm. came about. And, and kind of, again. I like that. That'd be a good shirt. Yeah. It's, um, th- um, and that's pretty much what I post most of my stuff. My Facebook is more for, like, just family and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Gotcha. But I will post some things that I feel is kind of, like, positive, you know, that everybody can kind of. Yeah, and if you watch her Instagram page, I mean, it's it's kind of chock full of her training methods and all the stuff that she does on a daily basis. And it's really good for, you know, whenever you get to the point where <clears throat> you're trying to start training, it's, it's good motivation to see somebody out there doing it. Um, she has very good perspective with, you know, hey, today's a shitty day, but this is what I'm doing today. This yeah. is how I'm conquering right. it. I, I try not to sugarcoat anything. I mean, I don't want to be, because there are some people out there that will post stuff and everything's perfect and their workouts are perfect and that kind of stuff. It's unrealistic. It is. And so I like to kind of, <laughs> I actually kind of like to post more of like, oh, I felt like crap in my run today, mm-hmm. you know, but I just want, you know, and I'm not, again, trying to post like, well, just because I did a, a, cra- a you know, crazy long distance ride that you should do it too. Right. I just want people to realize like, you know, go out, if you're thinking of like wanting to do something and are either intimidated or don't, you know, if you do try to work out or something and you're frustrated because you're not feeling good mm-hmm. or whatever, it's like everybody has those days, you know, and I just yeah. try to. Try to relay that on my uh, through my Instagram and show that it's not always you know it takes work. And yeah, you it know. does. Yeah. After a bike crash, is it safe to ride a bicycle and take a selfie? Is that from her page? Nice sunglasses. Pretty good at that. Actually, I was say, is that like, safe? <laughs> you can get a bike mount for that, right? No, but it, there's sometimes whatever, <laughs> whenever I'm Again, doing that, wasn't I'm like, her if fault, I crash myself out because I'm freaking taking a selfie. I don't want to say I, I, <laughs> it would be awesome if this happened, but if you were like Instagram live and you hit a pothole, you're like, no! Ah! <laughs> there's Everyone been some people it. that uh, I've seen that on Instagram, or not on Instagram, but like YouTube or something like that. But yeah, it's I, I, I try to be a little careful now. The I bike crash that. was not your fault, though. So it guys, was not. That, that joke does not fly here. That okay? is true. <laughs> that was somebody else making that. That was the legal not thing. my fault. No. <laughs> well, I'd like to say that uh, for somebody who I think that we could definitely do a, yes. a Tina Kuhnspeck number two. Yes. Um, but for what are you somebody, doing tomorrow? <laughs> 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 yeah, for somebody, for somebody that said I don't have much to say. Yes, yeah, is great. Um, there's a lot of information. It's nice when somebody that. talks, so he doesn't. <laughs> well, that's never going to stop. No, yeah, yeah. but I appreciate that. But, uh, <laughs> I still think if you look at the time speaking here, Zach. Tina respects me as a professional. <laughs> she she? Thinks, she's like Zach knows what he's talking about. And I now. haven't heard her say that once. <laughs> I <laughs> paid off, her to off, do off it. the air. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, no, this has been great, Tina. Yeah, Tina. Thank you well, so much for, for coming me. in today. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, I think that's it. All righty. See ya. Stop it. <laughs> This has been a You Don't Know Squat podcast production. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on another episode of You Don't Know Squat podcast with myself, Casey Kantz, Freddie Dorman, and Zach Hallman. 
All episodes are brought to you by Dorman Sports Performance, Iron Luck CrossFit, and Hallman Physical Therapy. Located at 2927 Beale Avenue for all of your fitness and healthcare needs. If you like what we're doing, head over to Dorman Sports Performance and Hallman Physical Therapy on Instagram and Facebook and give us a like, share, and five-star review. More information can be found at www.dspgym.com or www.hallmanpt.com. Thanks for joining us.